0: (laughs) recording's going all right coming down in three two hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the wrestling time machine i'm your host mac davis along with my two legendary fan favorites right here mr bill Aptor,
1: pro wrestling journalist hey bill hey it's great to be here and i decided to do something different this show okay I'm going to join the two of you, and I'm going topless.
0: Uh-oh. We get to see the comb over. Wait a minute. I don't even see the comb over. Right there. Is it there? Okay. Yeah, you right still there. got the comb over. Good, good.
1: Right <laughs> and topless. next,
0: And next to Bill, of course, is WWE Hall of Famer, Teddy Long. Hey, Teddy.
2: <laughs> I got Teddy with that one. <laughs> Let me say hello to both of y'all, man. <laughs>
0: I, I feel and like I need after. to get—I need to get some hair on my head too.
2: No, 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 Bill after, please just go ahead and cut it off, man. <laughs> no, I can't
1: do that. My comb over is one of my signatures.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, it costs him money. It'd be like Flair losing his hair. You know, it's going to have to take a lot of money to get that haircut.
2: You're right, Bill. Bill, you're losing money on combs. Please, (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting the comb industry.
1: I'm putting the comb industry out of business. Yeah, okay, definitely. Definitely. Hey guys,
0: before we get into the show, I've got to acknowledge, and uh, that's not a pun intended here, uh, but I've got to acknowledge Monday Night Raw. And what the Usos did, Sami Zayn, Jimmy, Jay, what an incredible storyline and story they're telling. I mean, here we go. We got the continuation of the bloodline. Sami Zayn beats Jimmy Uso. Jay shows up in the stands, very slowly moves into the ring, slowly makes you think he's going to hug his brother, and he turns his back on his brother, walks out the ropes, steps down to Sami Zayn. Slowly again building that anticipation, and boom, one of the most incredible pops I have ever heard. That building sounded like it exploded when he hugged Sami Zayn.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, that just goes to show you how Sami Zayn is over. You know, and I watched that too. And like I said, this is one of the greatest storylines I've yes. seen in a long time. And at the end, just to, 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 to swerve them one more time, wow. that was, that's outstanding. You know what I mean? That yeah. ending now you're happy. And now, Oh no, you didn't just do that to us, you know? So now I, all I can see now, like I said before, with you guys last week, only thing I can see now you have to bring Ricky you have to bring their father in. He didn't raise his boys like that. And of course, <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah. And, you know, in a court, they did the brothers did join each other after uh that little turn on sammy the double turn that you were talking about teddy uh and that got a big pop too a surprise from the fans uh and dad coming in to settle that score and get his boys back on track sounds like it's something that needs to happen but i'm going to yeah. tell you something real quick though bill what did you think about that segment oh that night? was one
1: of the great swerves of all time oh yeah when he, when he went down and hugged sammy i was like this is great because it's probably now going to be like solo and uh uh the other uso tag teaming against sammy and jay and what happened was totally totally shocked me one of the best as teddy said one of the best swerves uh of of all time now i agree that rikishi should come in but i have a feeling this is nothing I know. I have a feeling that uh, Roman Reigns is planning uh, something. I don't know what, but I don't know. Um, I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm not. I don't think it's Rikishi. I think that would be a great idea, but for some reason, I don't think that's going to happen yet.
2: Well, I tell it, you, here's it, something else you can do too. You can score them again. You bring Rikishi. Rikishi steps out of the limo. He's headed in. You know, like things. He's going to straighten things out. Heyman cuts him off. Oh right! <laughs> you, Heyman right. cuts him off yes. and the next thing you see is Rikishi and Heyman walk away. So yeah. Heyman's got a proposition for you, Dad. I know these are boys, but, you know, come on, let's yep. talk about this. You know what I mean? Because every man's got a price.
0: Oh, yeah. Right. A million dollar man <laughs> will tell you that. What if... <laughs> oh, Robert,
1: what if <laughs> all... <laughs> I will what say if...
0: this, though, after wait, that... Wait, um... wait,
1: wait, Matt, yeah. hold on one sec. What if, what if, you know, Roman has been very strict and almost nasty to the to the usos recently what if there's another swerve coming here and they turn against roman
0: i still think that's a possibility i will say for wrestlemania after monday night raw my preference would be to see Sammy and Jay one-on-one. I don't want to see a tag team because that to me is like brother versus brother. They were brothers at one time, and these are two guys that really deserve to go one-on-one. I think it's an independent, between those two, a solo match, just those two. Do not throw the mix in there with everybody else because I think it'll take away from the story, continue the story somewhere else, but let those two go at it
1: one-on-one. Solo match, well said.
2: Well, like I said, man, that was, it's outstanding. It was great. Uh, this, the, the, You know, I, I mean, it's back, you know, it brings me so much back in the memory of the Attitude Era. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know who the writer was, but that was good. That, that's good stuff that uh, whoever writing that every week, that's thats absolutely great, man. You know
1: what they said? You know what everybody's thinking all over the internet, of course, is that Vince McMahon was there and uh, that was a definite Vince finish. So.
2: Well, I can see that i could see that you know what i mean it was like the swerve with me and undertaker you know when i come out in the coffin and everybody see him if Everybody right. thought it was Undertaker in the coffin yep. but it was me yeah <laughs> i, I another, remember but, that yeah, i right. could see that
0: let me ask you another part of last night's uh or this past monday's night raw john cena and austin theory put on a promo class and well let's say john cena did <laughs> austin theory looked like he got murdered by cena in the ring it was It's something to see, and I've seen a lot of people who have made comments that John Cena cut him off at the knees and that there's no way Austin Theory can come back from what happened in the ring. I just want to say, I disagree only because I watched John Cena do that same very thing with Roman Reigns years ago when he put him on the spot.
2: Here's here's the deal. John Cena is not a, well, I don't know this. I don't know whether he's a full-time guy or not but we don't see him every Monday night. Okay. So John Cena is going into WrestleMania. So by you not being able to see John Cena every Monday night, you know, you got to build this guy back up and get him ready for WrestleMania. So that's what I seen there was just a big build up for Cena to get him back in, you know, to get him ready for WrestleMania.
1: Absolutely. I agree with you. And, you know, uh, I think uh, Austin Theory came back with some great lines of his own. As well. And I think week after week, we're going to see Theory's uh, interviews become uh, more nasty and nasty and nasty. And the way to end this thing uh, at WrestleMania is to have him somehow beat John Cena. And Uh, that's my next
0: question. Where should that story go? Because without John being full time, obviously the win should go to Austin Theory. Well, he's not
1: going to be full time. He can't be full time because his main career, like Dwayne Johnson's, is uh, the movie career right now. Well, so that's, we what t- it, that's the way it should go, John. They, they, he should beat Cena.
2: You know, Cena's going to leave and go back to Hollywood. Theory's right. going to be ready on the roster. So yep. I think it's a good move, you know, for Theory. You know, that's going to fucking boost him and help him out. Well, let yeah. me
0: ask you, by doing so, does that make everybody already know what the end of the match is going to be?
2: Well, that's people- the. Some people know, think they know. Some people know. You know, we don't. We can't determine that. <laughs> and here's what I see,
0: too. There is a possibility that John Cena could win that belt on that Sunday night or Saturday night. I'm not sure what night he's on. Uh, and then go back on Monday night for a rematch and lose that belt and drop it to Austin Theory the next night. Because I still think there's a swerve in there somewhere. The way they played it off on Monday Night Raw, it felt a lot like John Cena may walk out of there with that belt. And they've got to create that because otherwise... Fans are going to go, why watch? I already know he's going to lose. So he got to create that mystique that John could walk away with the win.
1: Well, keep in mind the non-internet fan is a different fan. The kids, yes. the teenagers that watch this, they're all looking at this now, uh, putting their own uh, uh, monopoly money on who's going to win here. It's a real battle to them. And I think uh, after last night, uh, they think that uh, John Cena is going to uh, uh, mop the floor, mop the mat up with uh, with Austin, Austin Theory. And
0: doesn't that really build him up, Teddy? Doesn't that really, in the in the end, by putting Austin Theory down the way he did, make Austin Theory that much better when he wins?
2: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Now you know you now you're giving them the people something that they want to see. You know what I mean? Hey, you got lucky, Cena. Theory's coming back. You know, and that's what they're gonna watch for is that comeback from Austin Theory.
0: All right, a couple more things real quick before we get into the time machine, folks. I promise we're going to start that time machine in a minute. Um, still, no Hall of Fame names have come up on WWE. What's going on?
2: Well, I that I couldn't answer, man, my man. I, I, that's, I have that's no strange. idea. That's a, it's a big company now, man. You know, they're like <laughs> Hollywood. So these guys are you know, busy, and they're just trying to figure it out and make sure that whoever they put in, they put in the right people. And, uh, you know, since we're talking about that, speaking about that, I wanted to let everybody know right here on Kita that uh, on Mac and our uh, and, and sure show after hours road trip that uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Jazz and Rodney Matt. And the reason we wanted to, you know, kind of talk to Jazz a little bit, you know, I know whether you guys know it or not, but social media put it out that, you know, why she's not in the Hall of Fame and yeah. what's going on there. So we want to talk about that and some other things, but that'll be uh, – this Friday on uh, Road Trip After Hours.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna do my imitation of the late great Grand Wizard of Wrestling, and the reason that they have not uh, announced any names because they're trying to make a plaque big enough, bigger than the Empire State Building, for after that's why.
0: <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna take this uh, wrestling time machine back to January thirty first the year 2000, and that was the night that the Radicals debuted in WWE. And that's Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn, and Eddie Guerrero. Do you remember that night, Teddy?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, outstanding. I mean, now uh, that was a, uh, some guys that would put you certainly in the mind of the NWO. They yes. were, that was a good, that was a good bunch of guys to put together right there. That was a great
0: stable. Bill, what do you remember about that night they debuted? I I will say this for those who don't remember. If you go back, you pull it up on WWE, uh, on YouTube or the network, wherever, Peacock or wherever it is now. Um, But those members, they were sitting ringside uh, when they debuted. uh, And that was with Road Dogg. The New Age Outlaws were in the ring doing a match. And they came across that barrier after Road Dogg said something, and they beat the snot out of those two. I mean they were strong when they came out and uh really just well, took control. And Jim Ross then told them everybody that hey, we now call these guys the revolution.
2: That's how you bring people in. Everybody in the building loved that new age outlaws. They were the biggest baby faces <laughs> you could ever see, you know. So now you bring some bad guys in and stop this 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 shenanigans. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yep. that's
1: how you do it. If you remember when that happened, um and this was before NWO time and stuff like this. Uh, they were all in ECW yes. at the time, so they were. This was the first um signal of a war of what are these guys doing here. And now, uh, do they come from
0: ECW or WCW? No, if I re- Teddy, do you
2: remember? They started in ECW, right? Yeah, and then they, and then from there, at the WCW, and then WCW and the
1: WWE.
0: Yeah, because in right, WCW I, I they, they were, were the revolution, and right. they were the radicals in WWE.
1: Right, but I think they were in the ECW at the point of this uh, uh, when they were sitting in the front row because uh, if I remember, Paul Heyman was involved somehow, and I'm not sure exactly how. I could be wrong on that, but it created oh, he
2: was involved. Yeah. So it was was a TV camera somewhere. He's involved. Yes. (laughs) Uh,
1: But it created such a compelling storyline of these these guys coming from, you know, what are they doing here? And this is this would be uh, a premise that the NWO would use uh, years and years later back in WCW.
0: Well, let me ask you, uh, before they left WCW, they were, like I say, they were a member of the uh, stable with Shane Douglas called The Revolution. Mm -hmm. Shane Douglas was rumored to be making that jump with them, but he didn't make that jump. Was he not invited or did he turn it down? Bill, do you know?
1: Uh, Shane Douglas does what Shane Douglas wants to. He's a great guy, but he's very outspoken. And unless he gets what he wants and the deal is what he wants, he'll just, I don't need this, you know. So I'm going to see him this weekend, and I'm going to find out why.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, Teddy and I worked with Shane uh, about a year ago, I guess it was. And uh, Shane has always been very friendly with the guys in the back, oh, and he's sweet. always willing to lend a hand to
2: the young oh, guys. Yeah. You know, oh, so, yeah. Shane yeah. Douglas, I mean, we, you couldn't find a nicer guy, man. God, no. lie, I love Shane Douglas. No, he's Parker, willing to help yeah. everybody.
0: Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, we, we mentioned that they did uh, – debut ringside and beat the snot out of those guys but when the uh eddie guerrero out of the four is what i'm trying to say i'm sorry out of the four that came over dean malenko uh eddie guerrero chris benoit and dean malenko who was the star of those four
2: uh well i would have to say eddie guerrero
0: yeah and and why why do you feel eddie was the uh, star over everyone else
2: well, because Eddie's always been like a leader. You know what I mean? He'll, you know, and he busts, you know, he really busts his ass in that ring, you know, and he gives everything 100%. Not saying those guys don't. All I'm yeah. just saying is Eddie's just that strong, you know, he had that strong will about him. You know what I mean? So you got with Eddie, you got to follow him because he's going to, you know, he's going to be there for you. So I think Eddie was just the, the leader there.
1: Yeah. Wasn't Perry Saturn involved some somewhat? Yeah, yeah, I think Pe- he, was with
2: him at, he was with him at one point in
0: time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was. I'm sorry. He's one of the four, was Perry Saturn. Yeah. Um, but let me hey. ask you, Teddy, you worked with Eddie quite a bit. I know I've seen promos with you. In fact, we talked about one not too long ago about where he was uh, beating this, you know, the taillights out of your car and the windshield and everything else. Yeah. And uh, tell us about any stories with Eddie that you can recall, uh, things you've done.
2: Ah, well, well, just with Eddie, you know, just everything good, man. I mean, he was always a great guy to be around. I just enjoyed being with him. And uh, I never forget one night, you know, then and him and Kurt Angle. You know, Kurt Angle another serious guy, too. You know, he's real serious in that ring, too. And I remember the night that Eddie and Kurt Angle had this match in the ring and everybody thought it was over in the ring. And as soon as they got out of the ring, next thing we know, we see them fighting backstage. You got to bring them up. So... (laughs) But I mean, these were just two guys, you know. They were men, man, and that's how they settle it. You know what I mean? Like men, you know. Not that you should fight to, to, but that's back in the day of uh, whatever. Then the wrestling business, just that, how it went down. You yeah, life. they believed
1: they believed what they were doing in the ring. It wasn't yes. a, um, it wasn't an angle to them, so to say. Once they got in there and started doing their thing, it became real to them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they took they both of those guys,
2: especially 88, took everything serious. And, and you should, because if you don't take it serious, you're not going to do a good job.
1: No, that's <laughs> what me crazy in pro wrestling in general these days is when somebody has somebody totally beaten, they'll stand over them and feign to the crowd and look what a, go down and pin them. That's what it was like back in those days. That's the name of the game. You're
2: win. trying to win. Yes. Yeah. That's that's what wrestling is. You're trying to win. So why are you stalling around? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. I see that. That,
0: that drives me. I see what? it all the time, too. And it drives me nuts. It's like, guys, pin the guy. Pin the guy. You got a chance to win. Pin him. What the hell are you waiting on?
2: Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, any favorite uh, on-air interactions with Eddie, Teddy, that you had with uh, Eddie doing promos?
2: Uh, no, just the one that uh, me and you were talking about where he tore up my car, busted the windshield out, the windows and all that stuff out. That was a great promo that me and Eddie had. Oh, I did another one with him where he was uh, stealing wallets. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> and I, he stole my wallet, and I had to get my wallet back from him. But so that I think that's all. I've seen that, too. So, you know, he, he was he, he cheesed, he steals. Yep. So he, as he gets ready to go, I hit myself, you know, I'm like. Give me my wallet, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> so did, you you have your money? did you count huh? the
1: money? Make, did you count your money and make sure it was still there?
2: Well, no, I was just happy to get my wallet. They know. Okay. I'm they know I didn't have no money.
1: Right. <laughs> Bill, you have any uh, Eddie Guerrero stories? I um I traveled with Eddie once in a while with all those guys, and I'd always remember uh if I would go to the hotel to maybe want to do an interview when uh, when they were in town. Uh, Eddie always looked exhausted to me because he overworked. He, he, uh, his brain was always going about the business. Physically, he was in the gym all the time. He was wrestling all the time. And I think the road really got to Eddie Guerrero. Uh, he was always, he always had a great smile for me. We always talked about our families and everything. Uh, but I think a lot of the, the travel the road trips uh, exhausted him. I was going to say
0: that uh, there have always been stories that, uh, and and I'm sure Teddy will be able to attest to this or not, uh, but I've heard there were two sides of Eddie. There was the, the red light Eddie, and then there was the backstage Eddie. And there were two different people that the person that came out on stage uh, into the ring was basically amped up, full of life. But when yes. he got backstage, it was a whole different story. Is that yeah. true? Yeah.
2: Well, Well, you know, I never really, you know, kind of see that. You know what I mean? I always kind of saw it as the the same person in and out of the ring. I mean, backstage, you know, he was always, you know, he kind of, you know, toned down a little bit. He wasn't as amped up as much as, you know, we see him in the ring. But uh, to me, you know, he was just always, you know, kind of basically the same guy.
1: Keep in mind that when Teddy talks about him being the greatest of that group, that even today... Going down to uh, uh, to so many wrestlers today, follow his ring work and imitate his ring work. So I mean that's a great legacy he has. Brother, the uh...
2: listen, I was right there with Eddie, Ray Mysterio, and Chris Rock. God rest his soul. You know him and Eddie. But brother, they you you it what if to see them when they knew that all three of them were working together and to see them oh. sit down and put that match together and. And the fun that they were having, you know what I mean? I mean, that now that's was good stuff right there to watch those three guys, you know, put something together and then go out and then execute it. I mean, I mean, and give it everything that they've got. That, that's that's good stuff to look at.
0: Let me ask you, Teddy, uh, when Eddie passed away, how much effect did that have on the performers and the crew in the back?
2: Well, that's everybody's pretty sad about that. Um, you know what I mean. Like wrestling, you know, it's like it's TV, you know, the show must go on, but you just don't know, man. It was really hard back there for some of those guys You have to go out and work that day on, you know, but it's, you know, you know, knowing what had happened. And the way that I found it out is I didn't even know it until when I got the TV that that morning and I walked in and the first person I saw was Fit Finley. And so, you know, I'm jolly having, you know, smiling. I'm shaking hands with Fit laughing, you know, and Fit's. Not in a good mood, you know, and then he looks at me and he says, uh, Well, I guess you don't know. I said, Know what? And then he told me about Eddie, and golly, it just my whole persona just changed because I just seen him, you know, and I I mean, you just what do you do?
0: Yeah, I know there were a lot of guys in the back who uh, had mentioned they weren't sure if they were going to perform. Was that something that uh, I I heard that they were given the option to perform or not perform?
2: Well, yeah, they were. I mean, if you if you feel like you know you I, you know you couldn't go out and do it, then nobody, nobody they weren't forcing you to go out there. You know, you yeah. you that was kind of like left up to you.
0: Bill, what do you remember about the death of uh Eddie Guerrero? How did you find out?
1: Um, a phone call from uh from one of my correspondents who was in that town the night everybody heard about it. Um and it was it was so shocking because i had seen him a week before a week or two weeks before in the um lobby of the holiday inn in philadelphia right by the arena there by the uh, wells Fargo, well it's now the wells fargo sound yeah. whatever it was back then and i just i mean just thinking back now that i used to see him i used to see chris benoit and chris always had a nice thing to say to me we talked about our families and he was always with a book. He was always sitting in the lobby of the hotel reading a book. He loved reading books. And uh, um, and he and Eddie were so close. I mean, the whole group of them were so close. It, and it hit them all so badly. It really did. Speaking of hitting
0: and, somebody badly, Chris Benoit took that pretty bad. Uh took and, it very badly. And, and, you know, on a professional level, Chris Benoit, was an incredible performer. You can't deny that. Just incredible. Um, Any memories of Benoit, Uh, Teddy? I think you wrote with Benoit, didn't you?
2: Well, yeah, I wrote with him and uh, uh, Nancy, you know, we, 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 you know, before, you know, when, after they got married, you know, the whole situation there was, you know, Nancy uh, was Kevin Sullivan's wife from the beginning and then uh, time moved on. She ended up getting with Benoit and all that. And then they got married and had kids. So we were riding one night from uh, we did the show in Green Bay, but we were staying in uh, Milwaukee. So, which is about maybe 160 miles, you know, back. So we had to drive back from Green Bay back to Milwaukee, and all of a sudden, brother, here comes this big snowstorm. I mean, it's terrible. It took us what I'd say six to seven hours to drive 160 miles. Oh, that's, how long it, that's how long it took. For us to get back, I got back. It was like six in the morning. I mean, you could see the the, the you know the daylight coming in. Now you get up, you got to go to bed. You got to get right back up in a couple hours because you got TV the next day. So you know that I remember that with Chris. But and then the other thing, one time I think we were overseas somewhere, and Chris went to do the frog splash. You know what he does right off the top. Well, as I'm standing there watching it, and Chris goes up, and he usually goes right up, hits that thing right away. So that night he just went up, not too long, didn't take too long. He just went up and he stalled for a minute, you know what I mean? And then he he went and did it. So he come back and me and him, you know, he stopped and we're talking. And I'm just joking around with him. I'm like, Chris, I'm like on that frog splash. I said, you know, you always hit that right away. I said, this time you look like you waited a little bit. And he, you know, I mean, I'm just talking and he looks at me and he said, God damn it, you're right, you're right. I should have came off. Oh, he took that so serious. Okay, you're right, Teddy. You're right. I knew. It. I knew I was doing it. so. So, but that's how serious those guys was about their work, man. They were perfectionists, and they wanted.
1: Everything oh yeah, to be yeah. Right. When you talk about perfectionists, I saw him at the Brian Hildebrand um, Memorial Show mm-hmm. uh, back in Ohio, and he had a match against William Regal that today I still remember you talk about a classic scientific wrestling match it was magnificent but one of the things this was a few months before he passed away if we all remember AOL America Online oh yeah so uh Nancy and I used to ping each other all the time I was very close with Nancy uh loved her I mean absolutely she, she and I were very good friends I knew her before she met Chris and when she was with Kevin Sullivan and uh one time her I am comes up on AOL and I said, Hey, Nancy. And it says, Ping, it's Chris. I'm sitting here with Daniel, his son, on my lap. So I said, Oh, hi, Daniel. So Chris says to me, You know, I never understood why they haven't uh, involved you in WWF. So I said, Well, you know, I, I don't know. I don't ask. I'm working successfully for the magazines. I'm happy. And he said, Do you want me to talk to Vince? I said, yeah. If, if you want to, you know, I, I don't think I'm going anywhere. But he said, let me talk to Vince. You're you're a valuable asset in this business, and I want I'd love you to have you in the company that we work for. And then what happened happened a month or two later. And uh, but he was always in my corner. Yeah. Uh, they me ask you. the magazines the days when the magazines were bought, banned. By WWF because they had their own magazine. He always trying to find a way to break that thing for me.
0: I I don't want to get in deep at all. All oh, I just want to ask you a simple question: Did you ever see any signs of him being capable of what happened? No,
1: no.
2: Oh, nobody. No, no, yeah. nobody. No, absolutely. I, man, I you know what? I mean, I don't even know, but I don't. I don't even believe he even knew what he even did himself, man. I mean, Chris was one of the nicest people. That, that that guy will give you the shirt off his back, man. Yeah, uh, yes.
1: Yeah, so
2: we just, you know, like I said, you know, we we just don't know.
0: Out of the uh, all the four of those guys that came over, I was really surprised that Dean Malenko didn't do more. Uh, you know, uh, Perry Saturn, I kind of understood. He had some issues that came with him. But uh, Dean Malenko, was he just too technical and not enough show?
2: Well, I couldn't answer that. I, I really, I have no idea.
1: Dean was more of that, Dean, um, and he admitted this sometimes. I've talked to him and he says, well, maybe I was just too bland. Is that what you were yeah. saying?
0: Yeah, that's that's what I'm I guess that's what I'm saying. He didn't have that that it kind of feel, we you know for fans to really attract to him. He was an incredible performer when it came to okay. wrestling. Oh he my the
1: god. Type of guy, he was the type of guy that in Florida, in Crockett's territory, um the that he was that kind of wrestler. Mm-hmm. He was well, not an entertainer.
0: That's it, folks. That's all we have for this wrestling time machine, as far as going back. Although, I do want to talk about a couple other things, real quick. Uh, Bill, you've got some things coming up that uh, we want to promote. Let's talk about that.
1: Well, a couple of things going up. I will be in uh, Chilicotty, that we're in. It rhymes with Manicottie, uh, Ohio, for uh, Bobby Fulton's World Classic uh, uh, Big Time Wrestling. Uh, this coming Saturday, uh, I will be hosting a lot of the event, but Brett Sawyer is going to be there. You now they just announced Buzz Sawyer's brother. Haven't seen him in ages. Sting wow. is booked. Wardlow is booked. Uh, so it's going to be a hell of a, a convention. I'll have a limited amount of my uh, books. Is wrestling fixed? I didn't know it was broken. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> he's so good with that. And uh, so I will be there uh, this weekend. And then of course uh, you and I, are going to become the uh, uh, Sportskeeda interview dream team. You and I are uh, headed out to uh, to Los Angeles for um, WrestleMania for a few days, and I'm going I'm not gonna let the cat out of the bag, but I'm gonna be undertaking something that I've never done before.
0: Should be a lot of fun. Then we'll have to wait and see what that's all about. It's a good yeah. little tease. Teddy, what
1: are, you, what are
2: you having? A sex change or something? <laughs>
0: no. Oh, I already <laughs> had that.
2: <laughs>
0: Teddy, what you got coming up, brother?
2: I don't I'm, brother. I'm gonna be just uh hanging out here at the house. Uh
0: oh. Did we lose oh, They turned the lights off on them. Teddy, you forgot to pay the bill. There you no, are. <laughs>
2: I'm just gonna kind of be uh, just hanging around at the house here. Doing. We had a storm here, so uh, tree kind of got back backside of my deck. So I'm I right saw there.
0: the picture. I, oh I my god! You're behind. lucky it didn't hit the house.
2: Yeah, man. Thank God, man. So I yeah. can't go anywhere because I need to be here to try to get this, get my get get my deck and all that fixed. So. But I did do have what, some stuff coming up for the May, and you we'll be what talking deck? about that. And like I said, you and I, and Mac, will be together in St. Louis, so yes. we got oh, some
1: his stuff. Deck. His, yeah, yeah. his deck, yeah, yeah. I knew the accent, really. Okay,
2: Bill. I thought we, I Bill, thought we were
1: going to be bleeped. Bill, you Bill. told me. Oh boy! Me
2: oh
1: the lights went you out. You saw a stack
2: of bibles that you didn't use cannabis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, I missed <laughs> something. <laughs> this, this is it. Tic Tacs.
2: Well, you had too many.
1: <laughs> I OD'd on, on fruit Adventure Tic Tacs. It's amazing. Okay. And as
2: you guys can hear, maybe the, the dog's in the background. That's Rufus. That's our security. But so that's our, what I'll be doing, just hanging out me and Mr. Rufus.
0: And don't forget, this coming Friday, we will have... Mr. Rodney Mack and Jazz on Road Trip After Hours. Myself and Teddy Long should be interesting because there's a lot to talk about when it comes to the Hall of Fame. I'm Mac
2: Davis. And we'll I'm be Mag talking about, we'll sorry, be talk about that White Boy challenge.
0: Now, White Boy challenge. <laughs> I'm Mac Davis. That is WWE Hall of Famer, Teddy Long. And that <laughs> is Bill Apter, pro wrestling journalist. We'll see you next week.
1: White see
2: power. You.
1: At the matches. <laughs> you gonna holler?
2: Holler! <laughs> holler!
1: <Holla! laughs> <laughs> All right, Leslie, hang on for a minute here. Remember my wife's favorite jewelry? Jewish-